0: Hello and welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. It's for the Realistic SLP. Yes, and Happy Lunar New Year to you, Maria.
1: I have water.
0: Can we cheers to water? Well, you know what? We are, because I have water too. It is mid-afternoon. I'm going to take a sip of my water Great, and yeah, I am, I'm enjoying this, uh, surprise day off. You work in the DOE schools, So, you know, the calendar for me, people have to tell me when school's closed and I don't find out, but it's like a little surprise. It's like surprise, no work. So that's nice.
1: I do love a good surprise. However, Deb, I will say You could do yourself the favor and Google NYC DOE calendar 2021-2022.
0: See the dates. Mark those dates up. So I I did that last night after this. Um, But I'm in so many schools that it's a choice, you know. So it's like it depends. But everybody who I would see today on a Tuesday is closed. When uh remember
1: when you and I were at Asha and we were recording I believe it was Rachel Madel SLP shout out we you were saying you know we're not always going to have wine and cheese you know sometimes we might have water and yes. this is the moment
0: yes and sometimes we'll have a co-host co-host <laughs> who wants to join <laughs> hello, hello. hello. <laughs> My name is Benjamin. There's some holes in mommy's microphone foamy thing. I think he ate it, but that's all right. right. All right.
1: Why don't you inspect the oral cavity while I introduce uh, Benjamin Shark? Do, 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 Benjamin Shark, do, 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 do. Benjamin Shark. People are wondering why I'm saying this now because off air, when Deb was recording, Benjamin
0: would bite at Deb's feet So like that's that's Benjamin's new nickname now, Benjamin Shark, Benny Shark. He, because I I always sit with my feet up on the chair, and your toes are the fish. Yes, yes, and he's just yep, just comes over and chomps on my toes, which is you know, I think that life with a baby it just another surprise every day. You never know (laughs) what's gonna happen. Motherhood. Today he peed on the floor. I was like, all right, well. Dogs, babies,
1: pee, sign. <laughs> He's nine months now, correct?
0: Tomorrow. Nine tomorrow.
1: Months tomorrow. Early mm-hmm. B-Day party.
0: Yeah. Are you yeah. doing
1: nine months in, nine months out post? That's always I, interesting. I do
0: plan to, yes, yes. Ooh. So all my pregnancy pictures, I wore a red dress. I plan on putting the red dress back on for this nine months in, nine months out.
1: That was really yeah. cool your red dress little thing you documented
0: yeah i highly recommend everyone do it
1: i recommended it to my friend who's pregnant yeah. and I'm, i was like you should do that and i, I like looking
0: like, back on it so yeah i think mm-hmm. it's so
1: interesting just from you know the outside perspective mm-hmm. really how the belly is growing
0: yeah i got four dresses i got from small to extra large and i never opened the extra large did you return that extra large? I didn't because I bought it in the beginning. So it was outside the return window, but I you have just, intended to put it on buy nothing, but it's still in the bag. So if anybody wants it, you know, write into the podcast SLP's wine and cheese at gmail.com. And I'll send you my uh, I'll send you I'll keep the small address, I guess, but I'll I'll send you medium through extra large if you're interested. So what's on the docket today, Maria?
1: What's on the docket, Lunar New Year?
0: Oh yeah, so it's the year of um tiger. Tiger. Do you yes. know what that means or should I just look it up?
1: I think you should look it up, but I'm really okay. not having it looked up. But I the will say I know. Tiger. Deb and I we are year of the dragon. Uh-huh. And um people I think I believe I read this in the back of the book that I did speech therapy with my, on my student, ugh, with my students on Monday. That was like a backward sentence. Uh-huh. I remember the different horoscopes at the back of the book for the year. Yeah. And I believe don't quote me, but dragons are like fiery and en- energetic, but we tend to wear off. And then like the year of the dog was like, you're very loyal. And you love making friends but you're also like worried too much
0: oh well okay so the year of the tiger if you put this in on google you get fireworks all over so that's cool um, fireworks speaking yeah.
1: of fireworks i learned this when uh-huh. we had our sessions on monday that this came from a monster it's a uh, it's a fable i guess you could say is the correct word the monster and the monster is afraid of fireworks loud noises, and the color red. I learned a lot. Yes. All right. So So
0: in Chinese culture, the tiger is the symbol of bravery, wisdom, and strength. But interestingly, the tiger is not mentioned in the Bible while the lion, a Western astrological sign, is absent from the Chinese zodiac. Um, Different places and people have different cultures. This is only natural. But such differences should not prevent us from understanding, respecting and appreciating each other's history, culture and tradition. So that's just a quote from this uh, CNET article, which I found interesting. Um, first, the bravery, wisdom and strength, but then also like, you know, we're all embracing the Lunar New Year and learning more about other people's cultures, which is important. Agreed. Yeah. That's I want to know bad. more about what to expect from this. What does it mean?
1: What does it mean? Right. This year you're trying to. Yeah. Find- like, but what does
0: this mean? Um I I Okay. Go ahead. Uh,
1: I'm not hundred percent sure. I, believe that it's about like the the people born I don't know if it has so much to do with the events rather than the people born in this time period
0: oh okay so you know
1: so you could like collect well you could collect both data you know you could see what happens with the year it brings like the year of the tiger Mm -hmm. but also like you know any babies born this
0: year it was the year of the ox that's when I had my baby Mm. interesting
1: read about year and also in the fable the ox the rat climbed on top of the ox's head and the ox swam across the sea and that's how he won the first race this was part of the you know history of chinese new year mm-hmm. and uh, that's why i believe the rat is the first of the the um the animals because it's the 12 animals so that's how the 12 animals came the 12 animals came right because uh, king wanted uh, a race, and they all had a race. Because I remember asking our students, we like pause the video. And we we're like, "What did the king want?" And I was
0: like, "A race." Ah, so so Maria has good auditory recall.
1: <laughs> you know, and you think I don't sometimes, but I surprise myself.
0: <laughs> well, it says the year of the ox symbolizes hard work, serenity, and fertile harvest. Benjamin is a hard worker. He is going, he's working really hard to destroy my snake plants right next to me. Ah, ah, ah. Um, but yeah, so very interesting. Um, I wonder, good. no, I don't plan on having any babies in 2022, but maybe one in 2023. We'll see what that one is.
1: We'll see what happens in the future. We're, I'm just trying to get, we got to just focus one day at a time. <laughs>
0: you tell maria anything she's just like whoa 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 slow down <laughs> show maria three pictures she's like one at a time what are you doing
1: <laughs>
0: whoa whoa whoa, just whoa,
1: whoa. Like, aziz i'm sorry like whoa 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 whoa
0: whoa so at nine months children like to injure themselves oh, um is he and okay? he's fine um i also have you know a baby who has a flare for the theatrics so if he even has one little bump he's like "Ah!" like he just like loses it but he just uh yeah he's trying to like pull the snake plant down and um he bumped his head but uh, uh yeah so how's everything going with you maria everything's going pretty well
1: with me i um you know i'm off today myself but i am gonna go to my dance class um, speaking of, I wanted to, uh, give a SLP shout out though. I didn't want to forget this mm-hmm. to Stacy Hammett's. Hi, Stacy! Yes. Shout out. Yeah, she, she messaged us and she was saying she's so happy that we're back. Oh, we're very amusing and interesting. And she also lives and work in New York. Oh, nice. You did really just relate to us. You know, love so, it. Yeah. Shout out to Stacy. We're relatable. Thank you.
0: We try to be realistic SLPs here.
1: We are. I think we're going to, I'm going to take the word trying out.
0: You're right. We are definitely already being realistic SLPs. So on my mind lately, I'm doing a baby led feeding. And I feel like the term used to always be baby led weaning. Um, but it's being transitioned to feeding because I guess like weaning means to like take off, you know, like to wean somebody mm-hmm. from something. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we're just doing baby led feeding. So the principles of that are the baby self feeds um, and you give them modified foods that are basically parts of your family meals. So you just, uh, you, you, um for instance when the child's 6 to 8 months you give them finger foods that they can developmentally grasp using the palmar grasp they can take small bites of these things um and yeah so you steam it you peel it and there's all these different instructions for each type of food and um Benjamin like we mentioned is now turning 9 months so yes up until now I feel like my focus for baby led feeding has been trying a variety of foods and exposing him to different like tastes and temperatures and textures mm-hmm. from finger foods to purees and things like that. Um, can I ask about nuts? What about nuts? So I've done an, we've done a lot of nuts. We've done tahini, I guess. Well, will sesame. sesame seed. Um, we've done almond butter. We've done peanut butter. Um I was just and watching then, Yeah. Sorry. That brought to my mind horrible
1: bosses when he's like deathly allergic to peanut butter, uh, but maybe yeah, not so a good time for that joke. But
0: a tip <laughs> then. I know. Well, it's like you definitely want to expose these kids early on to these allergen foods, which are also like eggs and dairy. There's mm-hmm. um a bunch of different allergens. Uh, a tip Week. that I read about actually today is to put uh, like Aquaphor or Vaseline on the baby's face and like neck area maybe as well um, whenever you're exposing them to a new allergen because this will form a barrier between the food and the baby's the skin. Body. So then it could like reduce the um, allergic effects of it. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Hydrates the skin and provides a thicker barrier because you know our skin actually yeah. has a moisture barrier. And yeah, you can get. but what about them grabbing it? That's well, that's just great for them. I'm thinking to touch it and sense. Well, I guess you
0: want to know if they're allergic. So you would mm-hmm. see like, and if it were like some sort of like exposed, like if they were allergic in that capacity of just touching it, you would want to see that. So you'd know, but I guess mm, this just like yeah. protects them a, a bit more. Thankfully, he's been exposed to almost all of the allergens and he has not demonstrated any sort of um, allergic reaction. One time a little bit, he looked a little bit red after some fish, so I have to monitor that. Um, But even so, if you do see an allergic reaction, it's um, often like redness in the eyes. They may be rubbing and then hives, um, maybe some swelling around the face. And it could look like the child's tired, so you have to be vigilant and just kind of like know the signs of your child, the difference between exhaustion and um, if they're having an allergic reaction. But um, I don't want, I mean, I think it's important, but I don't want to focus so much there because that is a small part and I don't want to discourage anyone who is trying this like feeding approach because I have found it to be um, a great experience and and Benjamin's thriving with it. Um, So often people bring up allergies and they bring up choking. Oh, um, ah, that's scary. And it could be scary. But what you do first is you modify the food so that it's safe to consume. And you can't think just because something is a choking hazard doesn't mean they're automatically going to choke on it, Um, which okay. is something that was difficult for me to personally wrap my head around. Also, we give the baby larger pieces in the form of sticks so that they can grab it and self-feed. And whenever a human being is presenting food independently to the mouth, the brain at that point already becomes organized and ready to swallow. You start, you see the food, you're bringing it to your mouth intentionally, you're salivating and the digestion process has already begun. Mastication. Um, Listen,
1: we're gonna do a little all that right now. You know, so if we want to talk about
0: mastication, then there's that too. So we want to give them I um I want to stick. talk about mastication. Yeah, I know you do. Who says those
1: sentences I know you do. I,
0: this is how you know
1: it's SLPs, water and cheese. Why right. SLPs with water? Just yeah, let's talk, let's let's talk we've more established about mastication. we are cognitively
0: flexible. So we do not need to constantly adhere to wine Standards. And yeah. Also, I'm, I'm breastfeeding. You're supposed to like wait two hours after every drink. But then you also I've heard, you know, if you could find a baby, you could see the baby. So there's two different ends of the spectrum there. But anyway, who
1: you asked and depends on what research you see and what country the research is coming from and what donations and sponsors are in there. Going
0: back to mastication, mastication. So we give the baby food that is stick shaped that they're able to self feed because this is going to get them to take bites as opposed to trying to swallow whole um Mastication i know means chewing we didn't write the definition we always do oh yes Mastication yes. Means, means to chew. chewing to chew yeah so yeah. as the
1: baby chews, chews, and then prepares the mouth for the bolus and then that's the oral transit
0: phase while it which is highly independent the so there is no so you need to make sure Just, that like you're paying timing. attention to your baby and mm-hmm. they can uh spend as much time as they'd like to oh so you're not
1: like there's no bolus transit time of like one second i thought that was it
0: no i know there is a the transit no the the um before the transit when you're when you're modifying the food to swallow it when you're mixing it with your saliva and chewing it phase one yeah Got it. That's highly independent. So you have to like yeah, you let them chew and let them chew, "Mm -hmm." let them figure that out. There's no rush. So what's counterintuitive is that many people who had kids in the 80s and 90s, like people of our parents' generation, right, um, think it's very counterintuitive to give babies larger pieces of food because they were conditioned to believe that babies should be given chopped food that's chopped up very very small
1: small, small pieces. The baby's going to choke. What are you right. trying to do? I but you're not teaching
0: about. the baby to chew at that point. What you're teaching them to do is strictly to swallow, which is far more of a choking hazard. Also. Maria, are you frozen?
1: No, that was me thinking. Oh, I I think like, <laughs> <I have> to-
0: <laughs> you're really still
1: my mind was working so my body had to just totally pause for that right maria's so one not- thing at a time <laughs> i think the listeners have a lot to unpack there i think some of them are still like wait so mastication
0: is chewing the baby's yes.
1: chewing i thought you- so you're teach you're not teaching them to chew you're teaching them we to are swallow. teaching
0: them to chew currently this is counterintuitive to what people of the past people of our parent generation were taught, which was to give the baby rice cereal inside their milk bottle.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not
0: recommended
1: at all anymore.
0: No more of that. No. So this is
1: like new science.
0: And also to chop the food up very small. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, you're not giving the baby the opportunity to learn about and manipulate food so that they can safely and efficiently swallow it after chewing and preparing it for themselves.
1: I say fair point And let's uh, agree on how about medium sized pieces, you know? Well, medium you need to have it. It needs to be big food.
0: enough so that it fits in their hand and there's a portion sticking out. OK, so like that they grip. can hold on to it themselves. Oh. And then once they get to so then you can make the food smaller once they develop the pincer grasp, which the um, gateway to the pincer. So it goes palmar where mm-hmm. you're grabbing something with your whole palm yep. and that's why and that's, you need stuff that's all like the, the shape of your finger a stick food
1: and the palmer reflex should go away by like nine
0: months i want to say
1: but don't quote me on that
0: exactly oh, i think but it's sooner because he does not really it's so sad he months. doesn't really yeah Aww, <laughs> when you well, to just grab thing. your finger yeah it's the cute, reflexes but. are getting
1: integrated mm-hmm. um movement.
0: So then from the palm art comes the raking and that's the precursor to the pincer. So raking is just like your fingers are a rake, you're raking food towards you. So you can, you're starting to demonstrate ability to, to pick up smaller pieces. So then Mm -hmm. you give the baby smaller pieces that they could pick up. So we just introduced grapes, which is a big choking hazard until age four. Wow. So you quarter the grapes, you have to cut them up in quarters. And now he's, he's, Got the fine motor skills that allow him to to eat those. So that's Aww, another cute. reason why we haven't covered some foods that are smaller because you have to wait until nine months, like beans and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so so that they're able to pick them up and feed the them themselves. But he does love beans. We started those. He's good at it. Great. So, yeah. So I really love baby led feeding. If you're interested you should check out uh 101 before 1 um they have a great instagram page i actually have an affiliate code if you want to buy the cookbook and the magnet there's like a checklist of 101 foods that you can um give your child before 1 years old and um there's a lot of meal prep ideas there's instructions like what temperature each meat has to reach Ooh, in order to be fully cooked And, uh, my last point I wanted to bring up is that, so in the beginning, like I mentioned, we were just focused on, uh, exposing the baby to a variety of foods, Mm
1: -hmm. but now,
0: since we know he is great at eating and very interested in eating, we want to focus now on balance and nutrition. So what Mm -hmm. you want in each meal is um a vitamin C component, which is a fruit mm-hmm. or a vegetable. You mm-hmm. want a healthy fat component, which is like an egg, yogurt, avocado, wow. coconut oil, chia seeds. And then you also want an iron component like mm-hmm. broccoli, kale, meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what our focus is on now, lately, the three elements of the nutritious baby meals.
1: Wow. Very yeah. intriguing stuff,
0: and that's how interesting I have become. I can just see the ordinary person become saturated with boredom as soon as I start speaking. Um, Why so, are you having
1: these negative thoughts about yourself? You know, it's I I think I'm thoughts.
0: wonderful. I just think that maybe I am not as relatable as all of to my friends as I used to be because I'm one of the only ones who has a kid. Now, Mm. because this is New York City, baby, you get to be 21 forever in the Big Bad Apple.
1: That's from a movie. I just don't know which one.
0: (laughs) A variety. Okay, All right. But uh, Uh, Yeah. So that's That's all I have. If you guys are if you guys want to talk to me about this, uh, as you know, I uh, my only fear of motherhood was isolation. It's creeping up on me. No one cares about what I care about. So uh, what? (laughs) Oh,
1: well, I thought it was very interesting being someone who doesn't have a child. um, I did find it, you know, fascinating Mm -hmm. that you are like giving them fish and peanuts when you're like kind of taught like, oh, you have to be very careful. And like, you know, your kid can die if they eat the peanut, you know, it's like, whoa, whoa. And you're like giving them peanuts and stuff. So I wouldn't. I mean, you feel how though you feel. I don't want to change how you're feeling right now. It's just turning into a little bit of like, I feel like I'm giving you a virtual hug right now, Deb. Thank you. you. Know, I don't have a child, but I,
0: I still relate to you. I really like your couch. I Thank think- you. I do like this couch, except yeah. I'm so sick of coming home and seeing Mike on the couch. I'm like, sit on the floor Ooh. with the baby. <laughs> oh, yikes. But no, I love this couch. Um, going <laughs> back to what you were saying, though. So like, I know allergens and... um That's a big concern, even though, so it's not frequent that a food allergy like turns into like airway closure, anaphylactic shock. Most of the time, it's Mm -hmm. just like puffy eyes and hives. Mm, Yes. You can give a little, uh, Zyrtec, which is more recommended than Benadryl, Mm -hmm. um, for young kids, um. But, uh, and I'm telling, like, I haven't had any, my, my child has not had any allergic reactions. So um, we just don't want to like, you know, fixate on the fear component of, um, because, you know, everything, something could go wrong, but everything could go right. But right now my baby's in the stroller. I don't know what's in there. So I have to go grab him. (laughs) All right. So I think it's interesting when we talk to um, people of, our parents generation and they're mm-hmm. they're so shocked by giving babies table food in larger pieces because like we mentioned they were taught like formula purees chop everything up really small um and it's interesting to me because and that relates to speech pathology because we can't mm-hmm. we can't stay where we all f- learned initially right uh-huh. because there's research constantly ever evolving the fields of speech pathology and also pediatrics and medical also yeah geriatrics all that stuff so right. even i feel like if we if we stayed the way we learned everything in grad school like mm. everyone would have pureed foods like oh. honey thick liquids, um, everything <laughs> would be a if then scenario people, Ooh. it would be like um,
1: these are the answers Classical conditioning.
0: Them. Yeah, just there's so much has changed from when we were in grad school. Now it's like now it seems to be the push in dysphagia is that way too many people are put on modified diets when actuality. Ooh the risk of aspiration is not self-feeding just like we're talking about with this baby. You're more like people think like, Oh, you know, if they, the baby feeds themselves, then they could be at risk of choking. No, you're at less risk of choking and aspirating. And that's the same thing that translates over to the geriatric population, like poor oral hygiene and not self-feeding. And I think like having been on event are like the three major contributors to aspiration pneumonia, not um, dysphagia or, um, right. aspirating just a little bit. So people are, it's really trending now. Like people are talking about how in the older populations or those with who have brain injuries, um, and who have any sort of dys- dysphagia, they're being over, um, diagnosed prescribed put put on
1: a modified diet put
0: on these modified diets yeah
1: people 90 percent of the time don't even follow because they're like i'm not going to listen to this chick that i met once after i had my stroke and told me to drink this shitty coffee
0: right but then also it's like put this thickener in there yeah and it's also like what else does everyone have to look forward to at that point except food Mm, is just like it's like a pleasure for you throughout your entire life and when you take that away from people um you have to think about the risks that you're putting them through so um
1: it comes at a price and culturally too you know
0: exactly people from different cultures they they, there's food like people like i just met a couple that that's the new thing. You meet couples with kids and you become friends with them. That sounds um, cool. Like, why yes. not? Like a we'll walk
1: down. The- it's your thoughts about it. Yes. But also, I love you. And maybe you needed to hear that, Deb. I love you. Thank I'm you, Maria. I robe love you. Too. got me. Yes, I love uh, that my, robe. For your bachelorette. Yes.
0: <laughs> my name on the back. Like, yeah. I
1: wore this. I wore this robe for you.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, so the, the the friend that I met, the mom, she's Brazilian. Yes. She was talking about how... Yeah meat is such a big part of her culture and and like, you know, her child being exposed to meat, too, and being able to eat them safely is important to her.
1: What if she wanted to be a vegan or vegetarian, you know, the
0: child? Yeah. Well, they can make that decision later. Right. That's what I decided.
1: (laughs) No, for sure. The mom herself I was speaking of. Oh, you know like how would that go down at family dinner? Would that be stressful?
0: Would that be like you know, oh it could
1: yeah you know, I mean, just another something to think about.
0: Right. Like Greek people they don't you buy into no meat. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> you don't eat no meat what? It's yes like- <laughs> right but we all have the choices that we have to you know think about and this is mm-hmm. kind of our wrapping conclusion of lunar new year and feeding that we're all from like different cultures and we have different where there's research is ever changing and times are ever changing and keeping up with the times. But also at the end of the day, you have to make the decision that best fits the life you want.
0: Right. Yeah. And you you have to know that, um, what used to be true might not be true anymore. And that's just the way it is.
1: Be willing to be wrong about your previous thoughts.
0: Yeah. Stay humble. That should be the quotes i I like humility oh you have a quote sorry i don't actually i was looking up uh,
1: lunar new year quotes Mm -hmm. but um i want to end with that instead stay humble stay humble deb and then my quote is be willing to be wrong about what you previously thought Mm -hmm. period yeah be willing to like you know yeah i was wrong i was wrong it happens called being a human right moving on
0: mm-hmm. and uh let's practice a new thought now you know? yes and on that so, note this has been another episode of slp's wine and cheese i'm deb and i'm maria
1: and that's our podcast everyone thanks, thanks for listening. listening we have more episodes coming out every monday